Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. First Supercoach NRL video for 2024, obviously just before the new year sets in. And we are in with the team picker there, 11.65 million bucks to use across the 25 players. And yeah, I've, I've had a little play around with all of the potential players of interest at this point for the Supercoach NRL in this season coming up. So we're going to go, going to go through each and every position, just some guys that I think uh, are people you should target. Um, in each of those positions. Some have a little bit more than the others. Obviously, hooker, and you have a few options there. It seems to be a very lean position. Very much the same with the front row forward position as to how you play that one. 2RF has plenty of different guys available. Halves and the 5'8", still fairly low, I think, in, in potential really good options. Center wings always fairly solid. You've got 11 there I've, I've got, I'm going to go through. And then fullbacks are pretty short at that. Obviously, with a few of those guys, you can see the, the dual player position I've got there afterwards as well. And we won't go into too much detail in this one. Just wanted to give you a little bit of a brief overview of the guys you should be looking at. And if you do want to do the team picker guys for you know this early round one team, then you need to purchase SC Plus, which I've just done myself, so I can do all of these videos for you guys here. And if uh, you know, if you're not interested in doing that as of yet or at all, then uh, you can tune into my videos and be able to help you with all of the potential options that we want to be looking at. So when we go through these potential players, guys, not all of them um, are going to be guys I am clearly selecting. I just think some of them are interesting. They could potentially have some value at that. Um, and then other other guys here, are, you know, if they get a certain role, then they could be very, very relevant. There are also other guys in the list of hookers, the list of front row forwards and, and two RFs and, and center wings and the like that's I uh, definitely could have some interest in if it worked out that I you know, had a little bit extra money in the kitty and I could get from a sort of a mid-range guy to a top-tier guy. Um, so these are not the only guys that um, that you could plug into your side. These just players I think have potentially have a little bit of a, a little bit of value coming into this season. So for our hookers, Harry Grant is obviously the clear best guy. You see the average there is seventy-three and a half. So 
you're looking at him, Damien Cook's the next guy on the list in that mid sixties. And I just, I'm not sure if he's, you know, if all of these guys are going to be able to improve on, on their, their previous season. Cook, obviously a couple of years ago in 22 did really well, but he's on the sort of back end of his career. Now, Harry Grant's still in the peak. If you want the best scorer in the position, if you're happy to spend up the cash at 750 K, then Grant will be that guy who you pair him with is going to be the other question mark. The other option you could do is go for like a Jeremy Marshall King, a Reese Robson, who are that little bit cheaper, over 100K cheaper for Jeremy and almost 200K cheaper for Robson. If you think either of those two guys could do well. Jeremy Marshall King in games where he wasn't affected by injury, he was able to get a bunch of try assists and do a really good job. So he was up closer to that 70 average of 69 there. And if he's back in action and, and doing really well, like he was at the beginning of last year with the Dolphins having a pretty solid start to the year, then he's definitely a guy you want to be, you know, you could definitely target in that. They have a, a buy in round three and Storm have a buy in round four. So that's something to note with those two guys, just making sure that you have a decent backup if you go for one of those guys. Robson doesn't have a buy all the way through until I believe round 16, but likely he plays Origin. So yeah, you get at least the first 12 rounds out of him. And then you can make a decision from there. If he comes out of the blocks and, and has a little bit of try regression, so back to where he has scored in previous years. Obviously, 2022 was a much better year for the Cowboys, and he was able to score more tries and, and assist more out of dummy half as well. This past season wasn't as good for them, and, and his average kind of faltered on that. Brandon Smith, only in the hooker, unfortunately. Yeah, didn't get don't get there, you know, the front row forward or, or 2RF positioning there as well. Um given he played some 13 the year before, but 46.2 is his average. He's fairly cheap at that at 471. He had lots of stretches last year where he was a 50 plus 60 guy uh, and it, and then had some injury affected games as well. And yeah, first game of the year, he got injured, things like that. So he's definitely a guy that has some upside. If you are interested in him, there's a bit of a risk involved with Brandon, uh, but definitely someone to look at for sure. And Jaden Braley has been given a real solid discount there at 330k. If he gets anywhere close to 60-plus minutes, then he could be an easy guy to slot as your secondary player of a guy that's going to be in that team if he's fit, and no matter what, which is great. So, yeah, a lot of people were struggling with having sort of, you know, Grant and having a Sonny Luke or something like that in that secondary position. Braley could definitely be the guy to cover that. Other players of note, like Reed Marnie and these types of guys, could come out and have a strong start. Missed tackles are a big worry of his and concussions, so, you know, something to note. With, with Reedy there, and that's kind of the hooker position at the moment of guys we want to be looking at here because Braley's a 50-plus guy pretty comfortably when he gets good minutes, but we do have to find out some news as to how Phoenix Crossland is going to be used off that bench for him given he played really well last year. Move to our front row forward there. And Payne Haas, obviously the top guy there at 750K. We have to plug him in to our calculations just because he, he is a very known great starter and... You know, when you've got him and Tino at you know, 790k for Tino, he's one of those guys that seems to come home with a wet sail. Like over the last couple of years, Tino's done you know, a cracking job averaging 80 to 90 over that last sort of you know, 8 to 10 rounds. Payne Huss is a really strong starter. So he could be a guy that you plug in all the way through until the start of Origin, and then you could look at moving away from him there. So that's why he's in on, this, on this list as a, you know, for the front row forward position, it's actually pretty tough in there to, to find people that... I suppose they are going to make some value in that mid range, or even if they're a top tier guy, do they have, you know, is there any reason to pop them in your side with Haas, with Tino, they're the best in their position. So that's why you want to look at having one, one of them potentially, 
But if you don't want to go for those guys, there's potentially some role-dependent mid-range front row forwards here. And Ruben Cotter, dual position, 2RF, is very, very helpful. 542K, much cheaper than he was at the beginning of last year. And he had a very strange season, super busy off-season for him. Uh, playing for Australia, he obviously played all of Origin as well in 2022. And then coming into last year, it may have just been a little bit much for him. The minutes weren't there for the Cows. And at 542, you, you very much doubt that he gets any lower than that. So at worst, in the front row forward position with the Jewel, he could be a guy that you interchange. Um, and at worst, you get that sort of mid-tier 50s average. And at best, he gets into the 60s and makes you some cash on top of that. So Cotter, very interesting guy with no buys all the way through until he will be out for Origin. Definitely high on my list here as potential uh, front row forward picks, in my opinion. Flegler, 475k there, average of 46.6 last year. Moves to the Dolphins, and the question mark here with Flegs is likely to be the starting side, which would be cool, unless they use sort of Jesse Brom for a little bit, and then Flegs comes on fairly early, and, and he plays you know five or ten extra minutes. That's what you need from Flegs for him to be worth it to put in your side. If he can get that five to ten minutes, then that's at least a 50-plus average. And would then you know be a, a nice solid option for the beginning half of the season, and being able to score really well for you as like a you know, a consistent guy, and that's really what you need in this front row forward position is just to not have to change it over very regularly, uh, and and that's a position to be to easily change sort of in round thirteen for sure uh, when they get there. So flags definitely a solid option in that front row forward. To be a Tola four thirty five forty two point seven is the average. Obviously a fairly down year. You had the concussion. In in the in game one, uh, very concussion, Man, a lot of a lot of issues for him uh, across the you know across that season anyway. So he has been a lot more expensive in the past, and and for Tavita Totola there, if he can get back to sort of those big minutes, he's probably closer to a fifty guy. So a little bit of value there, but just definitely someone to have on your radar if there's talk that he's going to play really big minutes, and that could be cool. Um, but we do need to find that out across the preseason. Terrell May, I'm super excited about. He was the king of the last month. Six weeks of footy, obviously, with Roosters making the finals as well and, and him being a big part of that. The main issue with May is that a lot of the time where he got sort of 40 to 50-ish minutes there was when they had one or two of their middle forwards out. So if that becomes the case heading into round one, then he's a guy that you could easily uh, not have in your... Sorry, yeah, easily not have in your side. But if there's a few of those guys out then he's definitely someone that uh, I think is very much worth it as a 50-plus kind of guy very comfortably with some attacking stats and offloads and uh, in offloads and also tackle breaks as well. So Terrell May, keep him on your watch list. But get out of the 400K guys now into the you know the 300s, and that's Liam Knight at 332.8. A bit of a strange one. He's been very open with his past and his issues with drugs and alcohol and sounds like he's past that. And, and there's definitely a you know front uh, a, a prop spot available at the dogs and he's definitely someone that could take that and, and could definitely get into the 40s as an average so look at Liam Knight see how he fares over the offseason the preseason here he's fighting for some minutes with a few guys obviously Josh Curran comes over Vili Kikau is available to play um, on that uh, on that edge they lose Corey Waddell so there's a, some minutes there that could be gone and, and really he's fighting for some good minutes with guys like Harrison Edwards and the like there so Liam Knight Sam Hughes is on there as well. We may as well talk about him being from the same team. Plenty of chat around him. Uh, I'm sure you've heard it all by now if you're watching and listening to podcasts. So, yeah, Hughes there. If he can get um, some decent minutes off the bench, then he could be an easy guy to throw as your cheapie in that front row forward position. 
Spencer Lanier, 332.4. We just need five to 10 more minutes out of him, and then you can see him being a 40 average guy. But in that pack, it's going to be very, very hard to get those big minutes. So I don't see why they would move him into a starting role. I think he's a he's a bench guy. Could be a you know could be a 35 to 40 minute bench guy. I think they could use him a little bit more, but any more than that, I just don't think they need him to do that. And they've got other guys to play those bigger minute roles. Fletcher Baker, 311. 30 average last year. Again, one of those guys that if he can work his way into that starting side, if he can work his way into a 10-minute more role, then he's a 40-plus guy. Pretty comfortably, 40 to 45. His PPM's pretty nice, so not one of those guys that you have to. I think you have to worry about too much. If uh, you know some people, you get that extra minutes and they don't actually score that many extra points just based on their you know poor PPM of 0.7 or something like that. Baker's just under that one, so really, really solid for him. Liam Henry, 238, uh, just a couple, you know, a few games last year, average of 29. So if he happens to get the Spencer Lanier role, then uh, he could be of interest at 238 as well. So keep him on your radars. And then uh, Vili Fafida, so 204K, so right at the basement. He is dual position as well. So if he happens to sneak on that Dragons bench is where he's at, then uh, he could definitely be of interest to any of your sides as well. Let's move to the 2RF now, and it's a position that... Has obviously got a lot of options here, down all the way down to 19 at this stage with a few cheapies as well. With this position, there's a lot of mid-rangers. So very different to that of front row forward. I think the FRF will be fairly tough to, to fill well. Like you're probably going to have to take a punt on one of the cheapies <clears throat> as one of your, as your fourth option. To RF, I think you can almost fill it with sort of four to potentially five playing guys. And they're all in, a lot of them are in that mid-range. Um, you can see a couple of higher tier guys in Katoa, Murray, Papali'i as well. But then it goes down from Dylan Lucas. And there's a lot of guys in that middle that could do a cracking job in your size. So definitely pre be prepared to have four or five actual playing guys in your 17. And then potentially one cheapie slash two cheapies on the bench or, or a you know 300k kind of range guy in there as well. So just be prepared for that as uh, it's a definitely a position that has value and you could end up picking guns in other positions in the center wing. Uh, maybe you go Grant up top, obviously the half, the, the 5.8, you know, the Browns, the, the Clearies and the like, um, and potentially some more game breakers down in that center wing and, and, and fullback slot. So have a think about that when you're constructing your side. But Dave Fafita up top, had to you know incorporate him here given he has an 81.5 average, very much priced up, coming off uh, a partial pec tear. He's had surgery on that and they're likely, you know, likely to be there round one, but probably going to be underdone to be fair. So it's going to be very hard to take someone coming off an injury at 832k when there's a lot of value in the position. So I just wanted to mention him because people will definitely start with him if he's named. Eli Katoa, 656, average of 64. I think he has a lot of room to move with this average up. I don't think he has too much to go down unless he's got concussions and, and, and things like that. So Eli Katoa didn't score many tries at the beginning of last year. He scored a few right at the end, and he scored really, really well. There were games early on where he did pick up some line breaks, so didn't score tries, but picked up the line breaks and the odd try assist there. So with Eli, I definitely think there's some 70s upside, and probably 60 is his floor. So at worst there, you wouldn't, uh, yeah, you wouldn't lose too much. You're getting a solid score at a 60, but definitely has some try scoring upside. Um, given it's his second year in the uh, 2RF or in the, on the edge there for, for the Storm. 80 minutes, you know, he's there as an 80-minute guy regularly. I think Trent Liero will be the one to sort of split minutes, if anything, and, and Ellie, they need that strikeout on the right side. So if Storm can can start to improve a little bit more and they've got Pappy out the back as a bit more of a threat, I think Ellie could 
you know, could end up getting more ball um, in good position and, and sort of, you know, with threats out, out, out behind him, um, sweeping around the outside, then, uh, then Ellie could do well. Okay, Murray, obviously a little bit of a down year for him. So he has to be on this list, given there's some bounce back factor there at 639, a 62.5 average on that one. What you're looking at with Cam is, uh, you know, kind of saved him, saved a lot of his scores in the back end through tries. Um, you know, a few things were down for him. You know, offloads were a little bit down. He had some, you know, more penalties each and every, each of his games. Um, there's just a few things that weren't going exactly his way. A lot of his base stats were, were still fairly good, but a lot of the attack earlier on the season um, was, was out and about. So, Cam Murray, definitely some bounce back factor in him. Not too expensive to find out at 639 to keep him in your thoughts. Isaiah Papali'i, the 568, 55 and a half average man. Obviously one of our best two RFs in the previous couple of years there. Came over to Tigers, great on the right-hand side, not good on the le- not as good on the left-hand side. So if something changes and, and Bateman ends up in the middle and they play like Bloor and then Papali'i plays on the right, then there's definitely a good amount of value in Isaiah if the Tigers can get a little bit better as well and he can be running off you know, agencies, agencies of short balls or however they decide to play things out. If he's on the left-hand side and if it's Latufenu, if it's uh, if it's Jaden Sullivan, I'm not sure how that's going to go. But on the right-hand side, if we see him there, there's definitely potential for some upside. And I'm sure people will look at him at 568. It's not too expensive for a previous top-tier gun. So definitely keep him in your sights. Dylan Lucas is the interesting one here at 502k, 54.7 the average in his shortened amount of games. He obviously only he does end up with a little bit of a a, a reduction in his price based on his average um, because he didn't play as many games. But as a center center wing jewel as well, he's definitely an easy one to slot into that side if Kai Pierce Paul isn't close to being fit. I'll be starting with Dylan Lucas. I think he's a yeah he's somewhere around that 55 to sort of 60 range, I think fairly comfortably in, in a close to 80 minute role. So keep him in your thoughts, other in the 2RF, but likely in the center wing. Siwa Wong, 462 at 45 average for him. So one of those guys that uh, yeah hasn't got really any discount. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Um, but if he can get close to that 80 minutes in a, on an edge position, there, it's likely going to be, you know, Butcher. And then who do they decide? Is it Wong? Is it Crichton? Lots of different decisions to make on that one. So, yeah, have a little think. If he gets that starting spot, I think we're all starting with him. If he doesn't, then, yeah, we're, we're flicking him, uh, leaving that one through the keeper. Sean Lane, very, very clear, 446, 43.7 the average. Had a shocker year with injuries. We know what his pedigree is like. He's a 60-plus guy, super comfortably. Uh, so, yeah, if he gets that, he's going to get that edge spot. I think most of us should take him. Shawnee Bloor, if he gets an edge as well, he's, they'll definitely he'll definitely come into consideration. If he doesn't, then we'll leave him out. But uh, yeah, Bloor, he can be damaging. 
just a bit of overshot with with minutes with him. He kind of come out and play close to eighty, and then he'd be dropped the next week. So it's a scary one. Brandon Piakura, four twenty six point eight forty two the average. Yeah, had games off the bench, had some good minute games on an edge, and in a really good team, he's going to have plenty of opportunities to score tries, make line breaks, and uh, make plenty of points. So if he's in that starting spot come round one, I think most of us will select him as well. It's already three or four guys where, where like most of us will be selecting. Josh Curran, again, 421K at 41 average. If he gets a starting lock, if he gets a starting edge, everyone will have him in their side as well. Lock and load. Angus Crichton, 409K. Again, if he gets a starting role, then there's a high chance a lot of people pick him, given he's a top-tier second-row forward gun in the past as well. So keep him in your sights. Satili Tupanua, I had to add in. At 398K, the average of 39. A lot of injuries happening with him. I think he's the lowest on the totem pole in terms of if he gets the starting spot, I'd look to pick him up. If Wong does, if Crichton does, we'll, we'll grab him. If Tupanua does, I just I can't see myself picking him. Kai Pierce-Paul. So we've got Paul and Smithies here at 345k each. Obviously, no average given they're both in the uh, Super League. Kaipi's Paul coming off, sounds like a pretty bad toe injury. Unlikely to be ready for round one or won't be fit and ready. So he'll either play a little bit of New South Wales Cup, he'll come straight in off the bench or something like that would be likely. So hopefully for Dylan Lucas' sake, he isn't around. Um, but it sounds like a 345, you could probably... Check him out. Um, if he's more expensive, sort of the four five hundred, you'd you'd leave him. But at that price, if he gets a start at some point, he could definitely worth a look in. Could be worth seeing a game or two and then make your decision before the first price rise. But yeah, interesting one here. Kaipi's fall, very damaging ball runner, but wasn't in a lot of the top tier stats over in England. There, Smithy's one of those guys that's in the top stats for tackling, so he's very much a defensive guy. Obviously, a three forty five though. If he can play big minutes, then yeah, defensive stats will be enough. The attacking side is what you probably want, where Kaipi's paws a little bit better on that front. Talis Duncan, I have some interest in for sure if he's going to play some decent minutes off the bench with you know them losing Hamesele. They do have Sil- Sil- Silva Havili, who is likely to get maybe five extra minutes or so, given he'll be there for, unless there's an injury, um, he'll be there on the bench, you know, covering everyone and playing some middle time. But Talis Duncan, a 321k, um, pretty comfortable to be able to use there, I think, in, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, you'd be rolling on from there. So 35 for him. Yeah, gets the minutes there. He's a 45-plus guy. Has some attacking stats in him, which is cool. Kobe Hetherington, 298.6. So with him there, if he gets the role, um, yeah, if he, can, if he can manage the role there, that would be very, very helpful at the Broncos. He does have a few guys to contend with. Corey Jensen, you got Fletcher Baker, you got Hetherington. There's a few guys there that could come in and take those minutes. We need to find out, I think, in the preseason what's going to be happening with him. Otherwise, I don't think he can take him. Uh, Samuela Fainu there, 263 with the Tigers, 32 the average on the edge. Likely to be a a middle off the bench. I don't see the interest in him, but I think some people will. If he's named there, knowing his previous average. Jackson, uh, Mr. Howarth there. (laughs) Jackson, I went to school with the Jackson Howarth. Um, 238K. Average of 44 in the one game that he did play. If he happens to get an edge spot as a starter, then we'll grab him. If not, not worth it. Maverick Guy, there's a little bit of chat around him looking to get that last bench spot as well. At 204K, not the worst option to to throw in at that cheap price and uh, take a a free swing. Have a look at him in preseason anyway. Let's move to the halves now. So Nico Haynes, 470 compared to Nathan Cleary at 912.5K. So... 
that's probably the biggest thing with those two. Cleary got that little bit of a discount because of the injury-affected hamstring game that he had. So Hines probably has the slightly easier draw from a team perspective, but Cleary is Cleary. He's going to score pretty well against most teams there. Doesn't have his, uh, was it PCL anymore um, after his heroics in the grand final, but 912K for him. That's probably where a lot of people will go in Cleary over Hines just for the price, and I think that's probably the right way to go. Hines does just seem to score at will, like averaging 95 there. He has, uh, you know, you can also definitely say, and I, I think this is the case, that the, the Sharks were pretty clunky for most of the year. Pandas were clunky for about four weeks, five weeks there. So there's so many games there where Hines looked like he could, could score 100 plus easy and uh, they just couldn't finish it off or, you know, they got things wrong or he ended up dropping the ball. So very, very clunky at that. And I think he can definitely average close to 100 for sure and, and clearly he could do the same. So either way, you're not going to go wrong. I suppose the question mark is, do you try and fit both of them in or do you go for one of them and then go for one of these slightly cheaper options here? Um, in, in Jamal Fogarty, 535k, the main reason you'd be looking at him is a goal-kicking half. He's going to do a lot of the kicking in general play, which you know can definitely lead to more try assists, controlling things more on his right side. And the main issue I'd see with the Raiders here and him is just that the uh, team is probably not going to be as good as they were last year, you know, winning a lot of one to 12 games, having White in there, making eighth. Um, they could miss the eight here. Unsure um, how things are going to look with them for the fullback, how things are going to look at six. So yeah, Fogg's there obviously has the role, but how good of a team are they going to be and how many assists and, and the like can he end up with. Aiden Caesar with the Tigers, the 345 is very, very cheap. The main reason why he's in here is dual position as well with the 5'8". And he's going to be controlling, most likely this Tigers side, goal kicking as well. So 345k, if, if the Tigers can do okay, and uh, he can you know, kick some goals then at a minimum, I think he's going to be a sort of a 450 to 500k guy eventually. So it could be an easy guy to have on your bench. Could cover, obviously, Hines or Cleary once they have their buy in round five and six. So something to look at there. And an easy guy to loop, will use as a loop in that first round between those two positions if you know, if that uh, ends up being the way that, uh, that it works out. Uh, Chanel Harris DeVita, 238. So welcome back to him. More just a, a guy to keep on your radar. If happens to be an injury to Johnson or anything like that, then he could be the, the man in the action. And then Ronald Volkman ends up with the Dragons. So if he can, if you can look at him getting that six position, then you know, potentially some value at 238. But yeah, still not great, to be honest with you, even if he does get the position. Scoring-wise, he has never been dominant. And you've also got Ben Hunt as seven. So that's that. Five-eighth position. Dylan Brown, 780K, average of 76.5. So, yeah, there's a lot of talk about him, like, avenging what happened last year. I had him in Supercoach and I had him in Fantasy at the time. It was pretty frustrating. But how much better can he go than 76? So I really think that it's just likely that he does score somewhere around that mark. You have him, you have Munster, you have a few guys like that available in position. I just think Dylan Brown, he's just very consistent. And it's what you want at the beginning of a season, too when you're starting with one of these guys and you could likely hold him for the entirety of the year if he ends up staying there for the entirety of the year. So that's where you want to look at with, with Brownie. That's where his value lies, obviously the points, but his availability, um, hopefully. Jaden Campbell, 456. You can get him at the, uh, the fullback position as well. So think about that when we get down there. 456K for him, 44.7 is the average. It includes lots of bench games, lots of low minute games. So if he gets a spot at fullback, he's in my side, whether it's 5'8", whether it's in the, the, the fullback slot. We'll have to wait and see how things kind of you know, play out with the team picker. But uh, yeah, Jaden Campbell, explosive, attacking player. It's exactly what you want here in Supercoach. 
Flanagan, not so excited by him at 310, to be honest with you. If he gets the six roll, yeah, it's not great. Um, you definitely rather a, you know, someone slightly more expensive as like an Aiden Caesar. I think it's very, very clear that he'd be the better pick. So that's that. Okay, weeks 273. Dual position with the fullback as well. May get the fullback slot, may get six. We don't know. Doesn't score very well anyway, so he's a bit of a strange one, but the dual position helps. So hopefully we see him improving, but you know he dominated in the trials last year and that didn't translate to matches. So hopefully a new club for him is better. He can be a bit more of a focal point than he was at Manly. So that's that. Ethan Strange, you get him at center wing or the 5.8s, which is pretty cool. Very cheap at 238. If he gets a six spot, everyone will have him either as a center wing stash or a 5.8 stash, and probably likely a 5.8 stash at this point. Latu Fanu, 204k, so super cheap on that one. If he gets a spot as well, you probably have him in your second 5.8 spot, and you have Ethan Strange in the center wing, if that was the case, and, and then you can spend up some cash elsewhere, but he's a running running six. We'll have one of the um, solid edge back rowers coming off him, and, and that could be really cool on that left-hand side there. We move to the center wing. Campbell Graham, someone of interest, along with Isaac Tungle. So both guys that were hampered by injury at certain points last year. Tungle had a bit of a slower start. Campbell Graham went nuts, both averaging 69 and 68.4 on that one. So Graham was a 75-plus guy at the beginning of the season, and then the sternum injury kind of hampered him a bit. So And, and the bunnies fell away. So if the bunnies can keep on track, he could be a guy that ends up a top, top tier keeper that potentially doesn't play origin so look at Campbell Graham as one of your starters in the center wing Tungo at that same stretch in a really good side he's a top tier gun someone to you know just to keep in mind he was an 85 to 100 guy copped some injuries copped some some issues at the back end of the year didn't really get to show when he was in super form which he was Jacob Kiraz 605k again there's so many guys in this center wing position that like a top tier that I just haven't chucked in this video I just was looking for guys with potentially some value 605k, 59 is the average for Kiraz. I think I think I really like him in the centers. And if they can be a better side, he could be a 60, he can get back up to that 65 to 70 range and uh would would display a little bit of value. So he had some injuries as well last year. If he can be clean, cut, fit, firing, he'll be sweet. Jack Whiten, he's interesting at 52. So if bunnies go really well, he's gonna run run well. There'll be line breaks, there'll be tackle breaks, there'll be some try assists potentially as well to AJ. I just think it could all work out well, and he can be a 60 guy. So eight points of value, somewhere there. Seems seems fair. At 530K, you don't have to spend the world to get him. He's going to be solid enough, consistent enough, that yeah, you couldn't really see him getting 20s and 15s like some centers can get. So that's Whiten. Munro, 483. Obviously, price has gone up a little bit. He does carry a discount from his 67.7 average, which is pretty cool. So... On that right side, there's a lot of Rabbitohs we're talking about here, but he can be a guy that you slot in that mid-tier. That could do really well and score some tries. and Just a really talented kid, so keep looking at him. I, I really like him. Taylor May, someone I'm really, really keen on. That's way too cheap, I think, for him, given he'll be a... He was a 60-odd guy um, in 2022, so 458. If he comes back clean, um, yeah, good fit and ready to go, then uh, then Taylor May is going to be the guy that you slot in, whether it's center, whether it's wing. Either way, is going to be cool. Xavier Savage, 350k. So 49 for him. Dual position with fullback as well. Could be cool. Very, very helpful. If he does get the number one role at Raiders, I think we have to select him at 350 to take that punt because we know what he can do. He can go big, super, super fast, talented guy. So been a weird sort of year and a bit for him. But uh, yeah, could definitely be good. 
Bronson Sherry's 3.45. I think it's cheap enough to find out if he gets the spot. If he doesn't get the spot, then we'll keep on the lookout. But at this point, just keep him in mind, I suppose, at this stage. Falongo, if he gets it, 83 is his average from one game, which is pretty cool. He has dual position with the fullback slot as well at 3.39. If Pap's not ready, get him in your sides, basically. Simple as that. Kale Iro 219.9. Dual position with fullback as well is nice. If he gets the center roll, we'll have him in our side. Just keep him there. My Papa Lange, talk of him potentially getting that, that wing spot. I just don't see it happening. You got Jenkins there. He's very, very expensive, which is why I haven't mentioned him, but uh, he's likely to get it. He's good enough. My Papa Lange, later, I'd say. Five to go there. Kalen Ponga, 8.92. So he's 87 average, includes 5 eighths games in there. That's, you know, the middle to end part of the year when he decided he wasn't going to make origin. Concussions went away, and he was, you know, close to a 100-point scorer, which was just wild. And so he's going to be one of those guys that's a very clear captaincy option. If you want to start with him, um, you yeah, compare him with, with a Reese Walsh, a Latrell Mitchell, something like that, and, and sort of laugh your way to, to the points bank because all the three of these guys here, I think, are the... So the top tier guys uh, to come, you've got Tommy Chaboyevich. I'm just worried about him traveling to Vegas with his hammy, hammies, whatever, <laughs> uh, peck, whatever you want to do with um, with Chaboyevich. I just think the other guys are safer for the soft tissue injuries, that of Ponga and Walsh. Um, Ponga won't be traveling, but Walsh will be. Um, Tommy, I'd definitely slot in here as well. You've got Tedesco as other options, but yeah, I think these are the three that I'll be looking at personally as, as, pair, as pairings. Ponga, obviously, the best average. Walshy in an absolutely dominant team. Latrell, we know what he can you know, bust out at, at certain ports, parts of the year if he's fit and firing. So those three guys definitely keep in your yeah, your bank, your memory bank there. Will Price at 345. He's fairly cheap. So if he happens to get a start at some point, he was okay over in over in England. There's some, some raps on him, but stats-wise weren't great. So, yeah, keep him in mind. And Chevy Stewart, if he ends up at the fullback um, position for the Raiders, Center wing jewel, uh, definitely one of those guys that you want to have a look at. If he gets a start, he's in our center wing or he's in our fullback, likely the center wing. But uh, yeah, that's all I've got for you for all of the positions. Obviously, just didn't really speak too much about uh, the center wing position in terms of their role. And I think there's a lot of options in the more top tier. It could be a bit tough to hopefully we can get one or two cheapies. But I think center wing's the other position where you try to get sort of Really, all really good scorers in your starting side, and then potentially one you can bench as a as a scorer as well, and then one or two of the cheaper guys. That could be the play. Five eighths is a little bit tough. Um, obviously, like yeah, Dylan Brown, Jaden Campbell, you could slot a few of those in, and maybe one of the starters from Raiders. Halfback seems to be okay, uh, and then wing full uh, the fullback position there. Lots of really good options if you want to pair two guns. If you want to get a mid-ranger, it might be Jaden Campbell. Um, could be one cheaper guy in there as well. So I think there's some op- there's going to be enough options this week, this year at, at fullback. I think there'll be plenty of options overall. Like you see here, I've got sort of 50-odd um, you know, players that are of, of to target or of interest there, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, that's my sort of players to target video in Supercoach this year. I'm going to be focusing a lot more in my Supercoach content on the head-to-head side of things. I know there's a lot of content creators out there that are talking about overall so i want to focus a lot on the head-to-head obviously in the preseason that doesn't change too much you're looking for value looking for keepers that you can hold all year and you're looking to save some trades at certain points and potentially save boosts and stuff like that so we'll get into some strategy around the head-to-head stuff as well as we um you know get a little bit further into this preseason but i want to give you this to kick things off if you aren't using the 
Uh, Supercoach Plus, obviously you can't get into the team picker, so I thought this would be cool for you. Hope you enjoyed this one, and we'll catch you in the next couple. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.